Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey, Kirstie. Yes. Hi, Kim. What are you playing there? Well, um, <laughs> I actually don't know what this one is, but <laughs> it sounds really cool. And then I have the spoons right here. I don't actually know how to play any of these. And I've got these bongo drums. Well, they all sound great. Well, <laughs> thank you. I have a son who is a drummer and he's actually good at this stuff. And I've had many years of listening to a beautiful cacophony in my attic. That's so cool. You always have the coolest stuff. I'm super jealous of all of your your collection of percussion instruments that you have over there. And <laughs> actually, that's the perfect lead-in to today's book, which is Listen, How Evelyn Glennie, a Deaf Girl, Changed Percussion, written by Shannon Stalker and illustrated by Devin Holsworth. This story is so inspiring and beautifully written and illustrated. We just had to get all the behind the scenes details on its creation. We're so excited to talk to Shannon, Devin, and their editor, Jessica Garrison. Let's get listening. I mean, <laughs> started. <laughs> we are going to start with you, Shannon. What was the inspiration for this book? So... I attended a conference in January of 2019 and for a long time had been hearing the message, write what you know. And my background is, is very, very complicated. Um, I went to medical school, but I don't practice due to an illness, which um, eventually became this disability. I have reflex sympathetic dystrophy. And for a couple of years, I walked with a cane for a couple of years. Um, I used a wheelchair. Um, so I, I knew medicine. I knew I know medicine, I know disability, but I also know music because I'm a musician. And that's actually one of the ways I helped pay my way through school was playing out. I, I've been bands, played with bands my whole life. <laughs> and so I thought, how can I, how can I combine the things that I know into a book that I am qualified to write? And so I started researching musicians with disabilities and Evelyn came up immediately and I thought she was... I thought she was too famous, frankly, for me um, to reach out to because I had one book under my belt. So I kept researching, but I kept watching her story and watching her videos and listening to her music and reading her interviews. And I couldn't escape the feeling that I was meant to write this story. So I thought, Shannon, get over yourself, write to her team. <laughs> the worst that can happen, she can ignore you or say no. I want and to acknowledge you for being so brave. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was very hard. And um, I probably rewrote that email 50 times, but I wrote and within 48 hours, they wrote back. And by then I'd done so much research. I knew the story that I wanted to tell. Um, and so I just was very fortunate that she was so gracious with her time. And she's such a wonderful, lovely, intelligent, talented, 
extraordinary human being. Um, I just feel so fortunate that I was paired with her and then with Devin and Jess, it's, it's been magic. Well, you captured all of those amazing pieces of her in this beautiful book. It is, I mean, biographies are are, like my favorite thing. So, um, this one stands out for me. I mean, I've read so many biographies, but this one is just so well done. Um, I can see why, Jess, you uh, wanted to pick this one up, but can you give us some insight as to what your thoughts were when you first saw this manuscript and why you wanted to acquire it? Sure. I thought it was beautiful, and I didn't know about Evelyn Glennie and her the way Shannon talked about the way Evelyn experiences music, the way she feels it and, and in her way listens to it um, was just so fresh and really something I thought kids could understand because we all feel music in our bodies. We just don't really think of it that way. Um, And I happened to be an editor who was at a moment where I have these two little kids who are just bananas for biographies, for picture book biographies. (laughs) And they they weren't something that I came to as a little kid because I don't know, back in the 80s, maybe the look of them was less friendly to kids. Mm -hmm. It looked a little bit more like schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we've come leaps and bounds. Um, Oh, they weren't as engaging as they are now at all. I haven't gone back to check, but I believe. (laughs) Um, And and with this um, and bringing Devin aboard, it was a chance to sort of contribute to this burgeoning, beautiful um, biography scene and create a book that kids would look at the cover and be like, what is that? I want to read that. Um, right. Who is that? And learn about Evelyn. So, uh, the cover so yeah, is stunning. It, it, it just felt like, I agree. Um, <laughs> it just felt like the, the right book for the moment and a way to, to bring uh, focus to um, deafness in this particular way too, because I think we do talk a lot about kids who are born deaf, people who are born deaf and that deaf experience which is, um, you know, super important. But for Evelyn, it was a disability. It was a loss, something that she experienced as, you know, what, she was eight or nine, Shannon. Mm-hmm. And it started, yes, in 11 or so by the time she was fully deaf. So her experience of deafness is very different from someone who's born deaf and has never been hearing. Um, and it felt important to to cast a light on that experience, too. Well, Absolutely. The team, all of you did such a beautiful job with this book. And I know, Shannon, you did tell us a little bit about your research process, but can you give us a little bit more detail about the writing and research process for this book? For me, a lot of that centered around the way she first experienced um, a tremendous amount of support with her teacher, Ron Forbes. Um, and that moment where he challenged her, uh, she knew that she wanted to be a percussionist. Um, she was already in many ways a percussionist. She was a pianist. She was raised playing clarinet and piano and piano. Many people don't think of it as a percussion instrument, but it is. And so when she was so drawn to these instruments, the, the buildup to me felt very natural to that 
really major moment where he had her take off her shoes and put her hand on the wall to feel the vibration. And when she describes it, I have chills right now. When Mm. she describes the way that she feels the vibrations and how she can tune an instrument now based on how far the vibrations travel in her body and where it travels, um, that felt very organic. And when I got the sketches and I saw Devin's illustration for that moment, I just, again, sometimes you just know, and I felt it in my heart, but when I saw it paired with the illustrations, that's when I thought this is, this is something really beautiful that I think will really touch some children. And it, it it just brings tears and chills for me. Yeah. It's remarkable because you think of sound and how do you capture that in words? And you did that so beautifully, but then you also have to capture it in art, Devin. How, how did <laughs> you do that? It's such a beautiful Be- synergy I mean, what you did. <laughs> it's amazing. Can you give us a look into, well, why did you want to work on this project? Number one, what was it that, that drew you to it? And then how do you even begin to visualize how to capture this sound and these moments? Um, so I, I got the manuscript and for me, I just have to have a first reaction to it and, um, good reaction. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And, and I have to like immediately be able to visualize at least two or three parts, like have like a strong visualization, like, um, to give myself the confidence that I could do it. Because if I don't think I can do it um, really well, then I don't want to do it. And so, um, (laughs) right. And, um, and so because I'm just, I'm all in or not interested. And so um, I just, I really had a strong reaction to, um, to Shannon's words and um, Evelyn's story. And I had also not heard about Evelyn. And so I looked her up and was like, oh my gosh, who is this lady? Mm -hmm. The first picture I saw of her was with this giant drum and her hair flying and um, just so full of energy. And um, so I went to go see her. She was here in Germany. Oh, wow. She was going to be there in two weeks. And I, so I, I mean, I, I literally got the manuscript, looked her up, and then I saw her schedule, and she was coming through. And this is not a huge city in Germany, but they have this big classical music festival every year, and she was coming. So I got to go. I connected with her and her um, team, and they let me come to meet her afterward, but I got to watch her perform. And um, I I don't think I have synesthesia but I do have this thing that happens um, where, and I really, so I really love to go and listen to classical music live, but I like to do it while drawing. And so mm-hmm. when I, when I, when I listen to it, you can just feel, you know, the highs and the lows and the flow and the percussion and all of these things. And it just gets that feeling. It's sort of like dance as well. It's a feeling in your body. And, um, and so that's what I did at her concert as well as I, I took some paper and materials and sat there in the cold. <laughs> it, was just... <laughs> it was an outdoor 
Was it yeah, an outdoor? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I ever knew that. It's... I don't know that I knew it was an outdoor concert. <laughs> <laughs> it's an outdoor wow. concert. And what's so fun is um, it, they have these big picnic areas and people come and they bring food and drinks and lay out blankets. And it's September. So it's a little chilly at night, mm-hmm. um, but it's so fun. And, and I, I thought, okay, this was, um, I don't know, just such a fun experience. But um, so, yeah, I, I made a lot of marks and um, overlaps of overlays of uh, different um, textures and motions that I thought were feeling like, you know, of her music. Um, but she did so many instruments like she was she was doing she was portraying a story on the stage. And she starts off with um, like it's this creature and he's coming to life and she's like scratching the, the ground with this instrument. And it's you know, the, the sound is coming out across everywhere. It's this big scratching sound. And then she moves on to some other kind of drum. And then she does this big, huge uh, drum set and plays like, you know, like you wouldn't believe and just does this whole round and she's like wearing this like sparkly jumpsuit. And oh then, my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Incredible. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, wow, I hope I can do this justice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started some sketches for this book while you were listening to her play music at that festival? I started to get a sense for how I wow. would portray the sound. Yeah. Of what her That's music. That's incredible. Was. It what? felt like such a gift to be able to experience that before I had even started the book. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of a slow burn. Like I really need things to kind of like soak in for a while. And thankfully in publishing, like that's kind of the, the speed too. It's like, <laughs> Sort of like so think true. about it, <laughs> let it seep in a bit, um, and so I, I had, I had that time to, to kind of think about and, and feel and draw. Wow, what um, a re- what remarkable opportunity! I just love how music, you know, it brings us together. How did you yeah. edit? How did you edit the story? What was the editing process like for you, Jessica? So I, you know, it was very, I mean, tell me if you think this is wrong, Shannon, but I feel like it was fairly light touch. The story was all there and there were moments that maybe needed to be tightened. There were moments that maybe needed to be clarified. Um, There were moments that maybe needed to be pumped up a little bit, but, but it was all kind of small line work and not at all like an overhaul of the Mm -hmm. manuscript. It was, it was very much in a good place. Um, And, and, the text alone really capturing kind of the chutzpah of this woman, like Devin, the the wonderful, fortunate coincidence that she was like in your town when you got the manuscript allowed you to see what a dynamo she is. You know, she Mm. just, it makes sense that she persevered and is the performer she is today. Cause I, I just feel like from all, I haven't seen her live, but from all the videos, um, she is, just so dynamic and I can't imagine and this is what Shannon was getting at in the text that there just was no other way you know deaf or not deaf this woman was going to be a musician and a performer I love Um, that she tours yes yeah and and it's also exciting to have 
a biographical subject who's alive and kicking like me. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And, and, and was so also moved by what Shannon and Devin did together that she endorsed the book. And I think in the UK, she, uh, uh, they included, um, an author's note from her, I believe in their wow. edition. Um, yeah. so yeah, we, we, we elected not to do it, um, in ours, but it's out, it's, it was support material when we were, when we were promoting the book, when it first came out. Um, but yeah, I mean, Shannon, I think she nailed it and it was just little, little things. Um, and also she said that her story goes on. So like I talked to them not long after the book was published. And I think in the back, it says she has a collection of more than 2000 instruments. And then they're like, Oh, just so you know, she has more than 3000. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just an update on that. Yeah. Wow. We that. We'll, have to, we'll have to continue to update it in reprints as we find right. out she has like 5,000. <laughs> Oh and my goodness! Changes that we've made along the way with the help of uh, of beta readers too. Um, it's it's always sensitive. I think when you have somebody who like Evelyn lost her hearing along the way and is deaf lowercase d rather than being born deaf uppercase d, and so she okay. made some choices along the way for that were for her benefit for music for example going to a school for hearing people rather than going to a school for the deaf is in no way something that minimizes um the the choice to go to a school for the deaf for anybody at all mm -hmm. her because she wanted to pursue something that wasn't available at that school she had to make the choice or she made the choice to go to a school for the hearing. And that's a very difficult, that, that kind of decision is a difficult, um, you, you have to be careful with your words because you want to make sure that you are respecting whatever the choice may be for that individual, um, while also portraying that this was her choice and mm -hmm. respecting that this was her choice and how wonderful it is that she had that option um, to be able to go and and learn percussion at a school for the hearing and to sh and then choose something like not wearing hearing aids. It doesn't right. um, it, it doesn't lessen the importance of hearing aids uh, or or the gratitude that so many people have for for hearing aids. But for her. She prefers not to wear them because that amplifies her other senses, her sense. Mm -hmm. And as a musician, that's what she chooses to do. So it, it was very important, I think, for Jess and I to make sure that we were um, we were very careful and continuing to evolve in, in further additions with how we represent those choices and making sure that we're using words that are respectful to people, whether they be lowercase d deaf or uppercase d deaf. Um, that, that's that been, the I think, the biggest challenge for us mm. uh, through the manuscript. Because, yeah, I, this manuscript is unlike anything I've, I've ever written. I've probably written, I don't even know, <laughs> 50 <laughs> picture book manuscripts. I've written a lot of them. Um, and this one kind of wrote itself. I, I mm. said to my critique partners and they were like, what is happening here? <laughs> and that's when I knew I had something amazing, but it, it has been very important to make those tweaks. And that's, uh, that's 
what I find with biographies to be so important is just being really careful, like you said, and respectful of who the story is going to reach, um, but also honoring the person that the story is about. So there is that that balance that you have to strike and and you've done such a great job with it. Were you nervous about writing about someone who was alive? Because I mean, I've done that. It, it's almost a little bit of a, a different experience because you, well, you hope they're going to read it. And I know that you, you spoke with Evelyn too. So how, how are you feeling about that when you were writing the story? For me, it's really important. Um, so I have to get past my nerves because I feel that in order in order to do somebody's story justice, if they're alive, they have to be involved for me to write it. I know mm-hmm. that's the case for other people. And I've reached out to other, other people who um, haven't reached back and I could write their story, but I don't want to. If they're alive mm-hmm. and they don't want to be a part of telling their story, then I don't. I don't feel comfortable. That's where my comfort level is drawn. So for any picture book, and I actually prefer writing about living subjects because I love having their voice in their telling. I love being able to go to them and ask questions about that moment. What were you wearing? What were you hearing? Mm. Feeling? Did you, were there smells in the area? Tell me all of everything you can remember about whatever that, that hook is, that moment that I want to light. Um, I, for me, that's, that part is the most fun and sure you, you feel nervous about it because you have to go and talk to somebody that, and you could, you feel like you can make a fool of yourself and don't (laughs) we all feel like posers in this industry? (laughs) So it, yeah, but that's my preference. I I love that. So we have, uh, one more question for each of you. And so we're going to start with you, Jessica. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they feel um, the excitement and the love for music that Evelyn has felt her whole life. And I hope that it expands both kids and their grown-up sense of the possibilities. I think we're all very locked into what we think the world is, especially as grown-ups. And to see how Evelyn can be this amazing, successful, like commercially successful classical musician um, and experience music in this particular way uh, just helps kids and adults see the possibilities in the world and hopefully keep their minds open to other human beings and the way people uh, interact with and experience the world. Um, and to just sort of luxuriate in the beautiful language and the absolutely stunning artwork. All the things. It's all the all things. things. Absolutely stunning artwork. I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. It really truly is. Um, Devin, how about you? Same question. When someone reads this um, book, yeah, what do you hope they feel? Building off of what Jess said, too, is um, that the thing with Evelyn is that she, she from the beginning would create something from her, her own self. Right. And then she would move on to something else and something else and something else building, you know, up her world around her and she continues to do so. And I think that that's part of following your interests and your joy in life, um, into doing things that you'd like to do. And she, she did have these speed bumps along the way. She, um, she made a film. She's, done concerts all over the world. She's, um, she has, um, she teaches, um, she, 
She made a jewelry line. She does all kinds of things because she was interested. Right. Unbelievable. Wow. And she (laughs) would take the time to explore these things because it's worthwhile to um, to give your curiosity time and and mm. you know, that space, and I I hope that that's what kids take away from it is that it's worth it to follow these things that are of interest to you, you know. So, yeah, that's such a great message. Okay, mm-hmm. Shannon, same question for you. What do you hope people feel or learn when they read this book? Of course, I think. Jess and Devin nailed so much there. Um, But what I hope they feel outside of just possibility is a touch of healthy rebellion. (laughs) There is, I think, a time to ignore what you hear. And Evelyn did that. Fortunately, she had a lot of support around her. Not everybody has the kind of support that Evelyn does. And I think that when you, when your heart is telling you to pursue something that you love, that you're passionate about, and it doesn't hurt anybody else, and it's not hurting you, and it's um, it's helping you grow in some way, and somebody tells you you can't do it for one reason or the other, but particularly because of uh, some disability I hope people take away the message that it's okay. It's okay to not listen to that. And it's okay to try anyway. A big thank you to Shannon, Devin, and Jessica for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Listen. Check out the show notes to learn more about Shannon and Devin and the other fabulous books they have out in the world. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy Happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music and sound engineering by James Call. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.